For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the <laughs> World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's... Uh, He's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... Uh, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing uh, was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. So after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it. Did you have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is over the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by ten or or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in. What's up? This is the phenomenal one, AJ Salzen. You're in the room with Brady Hicks.
right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're on the air. It is the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. And we are live. It is right here on VOCNation.com. The, the revamped VOCNation.com. It's not totally complete, but there is a version of it that's up on the air right now. Uh, you can go check it out live right now, VOCNation.com. Not thrilled with how there's a couple dead links and stuff, but our programmers are working their way through it, at least finally. Here we are, April 1st, and we're ready to go with the new website. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome one. Welcome all to In the Room. And uh, my name is Brady Hicks. Joining me once again, uh, Kathy Fitz. Kathy, I know you've got a lot going on. I, I hope everything is okay at home. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Um, yes, my uncle was admitted to the hospital again. <laughs> His PCI level was up to nine, which normal is two okay. to three. Um, they have huh. him on antibiotic Teflex and, you know, just praying for the best, but just praying for the best. Yeah, well, we'll definitely do that for sure, Kathy. Uh, praying for the best. Uh, also joining us, the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro. What's going on, man? Uh, great to be here with you guys. It's been kind of a crazy weekend. Uh, I, my cousin, Timothy, passed away, unfortunately, this oh, past man. weekend. And, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to my aunt, Bobby, and my aunt, excuse me, my aunt, Marcy, my uncle, Bobby, and the, and the family. Uh, and, uh, other than that, uh, I just got upset for, um, the upcoming film I'm going to be in called The Devil's Daughter, which I uh, stars Jeremy, Dr. Jeremy Arkham. The upcoming film, so it's a lot of stuff going on, man. Yeah, it's, it's great to be yeah. here. Yeah, it's a uh, wow. Yeah, I just feel like it's one bad thing after another. Uh, the Devil's Daughter, that was um, the Harley Quinn one, right? Yes. Cool. Yes. Uh, lots, Huge lots of Harley Batman Quinn characters. Fan. Nice. Right. I, I'll, I'm excited to check that out. That'll be cool. Uh, and of course, you can uh, check out all that information on. TheStro.com, as well as on VOC Nation. Uh, also joining us, uh, Matt Grimm. What's going on, Matt? Hey, it's uh, it's another Tuesday night, and uh, <laughs> that's pretty much all I've got. Everybody, everybody is so underwhelmed tonight. Ray, I'm going to need you yeah. to bring the energy. Huh. What's going on, Ray? Ray's <laughs> like, my cat just died, and my dog uh, ran away. No, uh, wife. Pretty fantastic for me. My, it is definitely going in a more uh, logical progression than anything we are seeing from TNA or AEW, which is nice. <laughs> well, we'll talk uh, about that tonight. I have, I have more <laughs> important things going on in my life than any of the wrestlers in WWE currently have in storyline. Uh, and if your life's going better than literally everyone on a television show, unless that television show is a rerun of Roots, uh, you're doing pretty well. Wow. All right, <laughs> that is a that is true. Um, so tonight tonight should be interesting. I I, I do think we're going to have a good time. I, I know I say that every week, but I really do uh, have a feeling of the show. We're actually this is the go home show for ECWA Super Eight, which takes place this Saturday in Morganville, New Jersey. Uh, the complete lineup is going to include Killian McMurphy, who we had on the program already, uh, Timmy Lou Retton, Bam Sullivan, Alex Anthony, Matt Mikowski. A very good professional wrestler who we've had on the program. He's the winner last year, formerly Dasher Hatfield. Uh, Ricky Morton, actually, Rock and Roll Express legend. I'm looking forward to a couple Canadian destroyers here and there. 
And our guest for tonight, Colossal Mike Law. So Mike Law is going to be joining us around 9.30 tonight and going to talk the Super 8 tournament. This will be his second one. And I'm excited, Kathy, because he kind of almost stole the show the last time when he did it three years ago. That's true. And he had a great match against Chase Daniels. Chase Daniels, is that it? Yeah. I always confuse him with the, wasn't there a quarterback, Chase Daniels, too? That's Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. Okay, so just one. I got you. He wasn't Uh, particularly good at football. No, uh, but he was a backup on the Eagles. That's how I remember him. That's that's how you know he wasn't particularly good at football. (laughs) Yeah, he was the uh, he was he was the guy behind uh, Carson Wentz that first year. So Uh, I remember him. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five is the number to get in touch with us here tonight. And like I said, there's a lot I want to talk about for sure. Uh, Matt, you know, obviously we have a new champion, uh, Kenny Omega, who now has uh, the AEW title, the AAA Mega title, and the Impact Wrestling title, which looks like he's using the TNA belt, which I found interesting. Um, <laughs> it's uh, he, he looks like he's, uh, he's starting. He's starting a little collection for himself. He's starting to seem like a uh, like a mad dictator now. <laughs> I, uh, I I'm not sure how I feel about this. I mean, certainly we've we've talked about this on and off for a little while, uh, but I, I I feel like to look at this objectively, Kenny Omega ain't doing a whole lot for Impact Wrestling. I mean, they had to take out their own ad for the pay-per-view where the AEW champion uh, won the title. They had to take out an ad on AEW programming. They were they, they There's literally been nothing from AEW's side of this. Uh, I, I guess the benefit, Ray, will be he'll be wearing that TNA title come Wednesday. I don't even know about that. I don't, I don't look. And, and I mean this in absolutely no insulting way to Kenny Omega because he is succeeding in a career that I just would not really be able to succeed in. Um, I don't think if, if you if you value titles and you value number of promotions where somebody is the top guy, there is nobody more valuable right now in wrestling than Kenny Omega. And I can't think of a time that a most valuable guy has been less valuable. I mean, the reality is that if you... Look, if you if you took some random star on WWE, not necessarily a top guy, like not necessarily a bottom guy either, but just some middle-of-the-pack some middle guy, and you put them in street clothes and had them walk around, they wouldn't be like, you know, this this wouldn't be like, you know, like Michael Keaton in 1990 walking around, but mm-hmm. someone, someone might recognize them. If you put Kenny Omega in street clothes and walked him around, nobody would know who he is. Well, that's not true. Wrestling fans would know. I don't know no, if that's true. More than a one-block radius of a stadium that he's performing in? Not sure. But uh, you know what? I, I, I suspect that there's a lot of AEW fans who would know who he is. New That's Japan great. as well. That's great. If you're an AEW fan, you're already watching AEW. <laughs> well, that's true. 
I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that, Matt? I mean, uh, can Kenny Omega be as uh, as big as Impact maybe thinks he can be for them? I think my concern here is that all of this does a lot of does a lot for Omega on Dynamite. I don't know what Impact gets out of this. Um, I just I, I don't really see what the upside is for them. I, I mean, look on paper, and obviously this is I'm strictly referring to within kayfabe here. On paper, if you put Rich Swan against Kenny Omega. I, there's really only one outcome to that fight, and that's what happened on Sunday. Um, I just don't see any way within kayfabe that Rich Swan beats Kenny Omega in a match. And I don't really know what, like, AEW gets Gallows and Anderson out there most weeks, and they get Don Callis as sort of doing this kind of throwback to his days as the jackal um, manager routine a little bit, and I think it's working fine for them there, but I just mm-hmm. don't see what impact gets out of this. Like, AEW's ratings, you know, with, without having NXT, you know, hobbling them a little bit, they're above a million viewers a week now. Um, and there's no reason to really think that they're going to dip below that anytime soon. But I don't see... Well, I, I just don't see how Impact benefits from this. Like, I, as a, as an AEW fan, I don't feel motivated to watch Impact to see Omega on there. And I'm saying that as someone who's a Kenny Omega fan. So I don't understand why they would want to put their world title on a guy who's in another promotion and is the head of another promotion. I just feel like it, it sort of devalues their own roster a bit. Um... I mean, I was really kind of expecting a schmoz finish to that match on Sunday and just uh, just to get out of it without, you know, needing to change belts at all. And that's not what happened. And I'm still kind of surprised by this. Here's, so, here's my thing. Here's my thing, Ray, and then I'll let you jump in. Um, yeah. I, I thought they had a classic miscue because they were so stupid to have that rich swan and moose title unification uh, three weeks before they did this. Because to me, Moose is the logical guy to step up and really kind of make a name against Kenny Omega. When they did that, they kind of took him right out of the title picture. That was my thought. I I think that's definitely one of two missteps that they made. Brady, do you want to go the funny route or the actual discussion route? Well, I really want to go the actual discussion route, but I want to do funny as well. But uh, before we get okay. to funny, real quick, I, I just have to, because Ratboy has a question, and then he has to go. So we're going to take our first caller officially right now. Uh, what is going on, Ratboy? Looks like, what are you oh, wearing man, there? I'm what do you got going on? I got one question for everybody, and it's a good one. Okay? Wow. I got a question. What are you wearing? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Are you going deep sea diving? Oh, I thought you were going deep sea diving yeah. there for a second. Yeah, yeah, I should go diving. Yeah. yeah the question is. Rat Cousteau. What? What Roddy Roddy Piper got Jump you like? Strap. The bad Roddy Piper or the good Roddy Roddy Piper? What? What? That's a good question. Thank you, Rat Boy. I. I, I <laughs> The bad Roddy Piper or the good Roddy Piper? And that's the question of the week. 
And that, and you're right, the bad and, or the and, good. And, and what a oh, tremendous documentary. But what a tremendous documentary. I mean, we don't get tongue-tied saying that. We're, we're going to love. It was the best documentary I ever seen. Well, it was, I, I don't know about the best. I thought the Stone Cold one was better. But it was very good. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I did. Um, and, and I'll tell you what. Uh, I like the bad Roddy Piper. But they were all pretty good. I had no idea what a badass that guy was. Mm-hmm. Me either, so I see the whole documentary. I said, oh, wow, this is crazy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh, look. All right, brother. That's good. Hey, brother, take care. Whatever you got to do. I know you said you got to get going, so uh, I brought you on to derail yeah. the discussion. Yeah. But all well, right. For me, for me, I got to eat and run, get Get out of here. Yeah, we don't care. Go back to well, that's really good. <laughs> you're, you're, you're kind of... All right, take care, Rafa. You're, you're kind of built to eat and run, if you think about it, in a way. All you need is a trough, and you're all set. So to get us back on track to the discussion we were having yeah. before that ridiculous call, whatever that was. Um, <laughs> so, Brady, what you brought up is, I think, one of two fundamental misunderstandings that TNA made. Number one, they didn't understand who they actually should be putting their focus on in their scenario. Number two, and this this would be something that, that maybe that you or Shro would be able to shred a little more light on just because you're guys who, you know, either have made a full career in in wrestling or at the very least have had to get to know enough guys within it that you'd be able to comment on it more than me. TNA seems to be treating this like an NWA partnership when AEW is clearly not. They are very obviously treating TNA as a kind of minor league where occasionally somebody goes down and says, yeehaw, look at us, and uh, are otherwise making TNA essentially pay their own way through this marriage, which is not an effective partnership by any means. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, you, you haven't said anything that I don't agree with. Well, I'm glad we're all in agreement. That's a good show. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really nothing to that. I I, I thought uh maybe the funny route is the way to go. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So to answer Matt Grimm's question, what are some things that TNA can get out of this? I quickly came up with four. Number one, I, I can add a fifth one. By the way, I can almost guarantee it. All right. So so I'll do my four, and then you see if you can add a fifth. I, and I bet. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, number one, they will be able to get viewership crossover from Ring of Honor fans who are confusing Kenny Omega with Kenny King. Hmm. Number two, they will be they will secure the spot of having the least relevant TNA champion since Ethan Carter the third. Oh come on, not an EC3 fan. I like that guy. Number three. <laughs> They will get mid-90s style PTA mon protests who are confusing Kenny Omega with Kenny McCormick. They will solidify their irrelevance outside of Dixie Carter's attic. And finally, <laughs> I like finally, that. they... It's better than Letterman's top ten. Yeah. Uh, well, top ten. Finally, <laughs> I'm listening. I... I I, I'm glad about that, Brady. Uh, the last one. <laughs> they will secure a... 
They will secure an overwhelming market share on the T-shirt rack at New Mexico-based Love's Travel Stops. Yes! I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'll do you one better. Well, with the uh, with the increase with the increased exposure, Kenny Omega no longer has to work at uh, Shopping Bag, but he was able to on the way out. Now he was able to steal, not steal, was able to get access to a number of very large contractor bags, so that when Impact Wrestling has to stop start releasing talent to accommodate AEW, they'll be able to mail all of their things to them, nice and safe, Matt. Well, I guess that's the trash that's how they, trash bag. That's how you that's how you do it, right? I guess. I mean I don't know. That was I guess tasteless, clueless, um there's all kinds of other adjectives you could put to it, but none of them are good and none of them paint WWE in a good light. No. Although I I mean, to be fair, if they were using it to line boxes, I, I, I guess, I mean, it is insensitive, obviously, but it struck me as like, well, you know, I use trash bags all the time for things, you know. Um, if I'm donating clothes, I'm putting them in a trash bag usually. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're trash necessarily. It just means that it's an easy way to put a lot of stuff real close together and tie it. They missed a boat in trying to endorse uh, John Cena. Hefty, 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 right? <laughs> sure thing. Sure thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. So I, I, I know I derailed your topic there, right? I, I, I mean, as far as like... That wasn't my topic. I mean, no, it was not a topic technically, but, you know, your list. I, I derailed your list. Uh, I, I think... Um, I'm hoping, as far as impact goes, that, like, the best is yet to come. Or maybe there's an aspect to this that we haven't seen yet. Um, I got a feeling that what we're working toward is Don Callis and um, Luke Gall- uh, Gallows and Anderson becoming part of AEW. And I could envision a situation where... They end up stripping Omega of the title at some point and putting it back on an impact person. Which is sad for them if that's all that they get out of it. I don't yeah, I don't know what you get. I don't know what you get. I, I like the list the list only had four things, so you didn't really derail anything. Like and my God, my trash bag one was good. You got to admit that was that was pretty. It great. was like that, yeah, was, yeah. that was fine. So like, yeah, like, yeah. You're right. I don't know what to get out of this. I mean, normally the reason that you would want to cross that is to increase viewers and to get like cross promotional bias for a pay per view and to get yeah. eyes that aren't normally on your product on your product. But like, they're building towards general comic making the main event appearance. The next pay per view. <laughs> that would be better than what they're actually yeah. doing. You know, like this would be like this. This would be like if, uh, this would be like if, um, one of the local territories by Stroh said, man, we need to get a lot more eyes on our product than we've been getting. Let's yeah. book Stroh. And you're like, well, 
like that's a great booking. Like there's no there's nothing inherently wrong with it, but like you're already booking him. So you're so anybody he's going to get in the door is already coming in the door. Like like I mean you're not getting anything out of it. Literally no one. That No in my luck they tell me I need more cowbell. Well, you know what? I actually thought for a while that if your character um, if your character were, were to kind of leave where it's gone and come out in, like, a full cow onesie and were to, like, violently scream, moo, 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 I'm going to kill you, followed by a super kick. Eat more chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, like, yeah, I, you don't, you're not getting anything out of this. Yeah. Show me Swan, man. Yeah. I, I feel I mean, bad for him. Like, they've invested so much in him, and now it's like they're just going to throw it away. Uh, even, like, before they unified the title show, um, they weren't treating Rich Swan like a champion since Kenny Omega's been there. And I think that really is a shame. I mean, that guy's got loads of charisma. My God. Are, are, we, being, are we being short-sighted here, Stro? Like, is... Uh, is there something that NPAC could actually get out of this? Well, I, I just hope somehow Rich Swan, NPAC altogether can get something out of this. Because, I mean, I would hate to be such a one-sided deal and, and then to be left out in the cold. I just don't see what they could, you know? And, and they obviously did it for a reason. I, is it just literally right. because they thought adding Kenny Omega for a couple months would help them? I mean, he's barely been on there himself. I mean, we'll see. I mean, that's all I guess know to do is see what uh, what transpires from all this. Yeah, it's. So I, um, I really don't know myself, but yeah, it's a it, it's a it's a it's a disappointing thing for sure. Um, if you look back, Matt, to uh, ECW when they invaded Raw, uh, God, twenty four years ago. Yeah, it's hard to believe twenty twenty four years ago. Um, ECW benefited from the exposure because ECW was going on uh, the much more popular program and got a right. lot of mainstream attention for it. In fact, it, I would argue that that appearance kind of catapulted them to the next level. I said that weird. Catapulted. Catapulted them to the next level. Um, if Impact had guys on, on Dynamite every week, then I would be like, yeah, they're 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 doing something here. I I, I would love to talk yeah, to somebody that's in not... Impact. I, I don't really have any contacts here anymore other than Rick. Mm. What were you saying, Matt? I was just saying, yeah, but that's and that's the thing. That's not happening. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I hope. I hope they're advocating for themselves in one way or another as they're putting all this together. Um, I don't know if that makes it better or worse if they're, like, totally on board with the way things have gone for them in this arrangement. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's an odd situation. I just have, do, I still do not understand how impact benefits from from the way things have been playing out. Yeah. Sorry, Ray, did I cut you off there? No. Okay. No, and Matt's, Matt's right. There's really not a benefit. I mean, I don't... 
like, uh, honestly, it, the only way this makes sense, at least to me, the only way this makes sense is that if TNA, is, TNA basically understands that it is damaged goods and is trying to position itself as a way to, like, have its intellectual property bought and then it can become like a second show of AEW. Yeah. That really feels that really feels like what the what the play is here. Cuz I mean, you're right, like like the only reason you do this is just to reiterate is to get people who wouldn't normally be watching your product to watch your product. But to to say that like bringing Kenny Omega in and making him your champion is going to get more people to watch TNA that would be like if ECWA were to say we need to get more Good eyes segue. on the super on the super eight this weekend. <laughs> that signed Brady Hicks to do the announcing, and it's like, well, that's a fabulous announcer because there's nobody in the business better than Brady Hicks. At the I, I appreciate that. I, I do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But anybody I, who's doing I wish you were the Booker, I wish you were the Booker, right? Uh, <laughs> is already uh, watching it. But listen, Brady, take us away. I, I don't want to. I don't want to undersell the uh, the magnitude of this. Uh, joining us on the line right now, guys, is uh, one of the star competitors for this year's 25th annual Super Eight tournament up in Morganville, New Jersey. He is the colossal one, and just a couple of years ago, he practically stole the show and route to almost winning the tournament. Joining us, Colossal Mike Law. Mike, how you feeling tonight? Just days out, man. Wow, yeah. It's here, man, and it keeps so quick. I know. Yeah. I, I, I can't I, believe I, it. it. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you think about it when they start making those announcements, and, you know, you try to prepare yourself mentally and physically, and then you're like, God, it's the, the week of the one, and arguably one of the biggest uh, tournaments of the year, and not only – you know, in the United States, but in the wrestling business. So, um, you know, like like you said before, uh, two years ago, well, three years ago now, right? Three, uh, yeah. So the show against uh, Chase Owen, um, you know, hopefully I get to compete against one of his trainers and Ricky Morton. Uh, that would be ideal for me to uh, to avenge my loss to Chase Owen in 2018. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, uh, Ricky Morton is certainly a guy that I think everybody – would be excited to maybe get in the ring with. Uh, certainly a legend. And it, it's strange because Super 8 usually is all about kind of making names and helping guys, like, get to that next level. Uh, as far as Ricky Morton goes, man, I, I can't even imagine the motivation to want to get in there with all you young guys. You know, I, I got to respect Ricky Morton, man. Like, he, I'm the guy who's just still willing to go out there and, and give it give it his all, you know. And, and there are guys that, are nowhere near his experience level or legendary status as half-assed. So um, I think in his mind, it's just the idea of, like, I can still go, man. I'm going to showcase these younger guys, um, these probably, you know, obviously less experienced guys that um, I, I still can go at a high level. I, I can respect that. I admire that. You know what I mean? I, I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's going to win. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I'll put my money on myself. Uh, and so – but I have to respect the fact that he uh, feels the need that 
to, to, to still continue to prove himself when there are so many people out there who, you know, who have nowhere near an iota of time that, that Ricky Morton has had and just constantly bitch and complain about, uh, about not, you know, being overlooked and overseen. You know, Ricky Morton's a legend and he's out here facing guys like myself, uh, with the idea of facing Timothy Lurette and, uh, you know, facing, uh, you know, Dasher, uh, you know, uh, Killian and Murphy, you know, the list of the Super 8 competitors. Any uh, fear or concern about taking the Canadian Destroyer at some point? No, because I, I wouldn't. I would, to me, it's, it's I, I can I can spot it from a mile away. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been <laughs> you see, well, I don't have the household name of Ricky Morin or the hype of a very good pro wrestler or the MMA background of Matt Mikowski. Um, I truly believe in my mind and my soul and my heart and my body and my emotions uh, that I truly am hungrier than any of those guys. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, you know, like, I'm not one of those guys that gets put out there on the Internet world as, you know, an Internet darling, and that's perfectly fine, man. I, I've made, I've proven myself time and time again as uh, more than just uh, another wrestler, a very high-level uh, athlete, but I think me winning this is everything coming full circle. It has to happen. You know what I mean? I Like, after this, you know, I'm going to go train. You know what I mean? I was training at 2 in the morning in Western Gym and Queens the other day. Um, I, I just, there's, there's only so many chances in this life that we have to be allowed to be great. And for me, I, I see it as that. I see it as this being another opportunity that I can't possibly fail in being great, you know, because there's only so many opportunities to be great that you're allotted in this lifetime. I look at it like it's like kind of a momentum thing, Mike, and certainly this is where you would factor in. Uh, last time you did the Super 8, right, and you had a very great showing, a lot of people thought, you know, you should have uh, probably won. Uh, you followed that up with an ECWA heavyweight title. Don't think a lot of people expected that. Uh, reign of nearly a year, and you continued to build and build and build all the way to even, I believe it was back in December, the match with or with Joey Ace. That you know the that was the one through the chair and and, and all the insanity. You know. But that was an amazing match, and I feel like it, even last month against Mister Ulala, which was like that was a weird situation because it's a coal miner's glove and all that stuff. But like, uh, I I just feel like you just keep building and building and building. And it's like, where else is there to go but the top at this point? You know, you raise a very good point, man. Um, I'll never be happy. I'll never be happy with satisfied with myself. I'll probably die a very upset person uh, with my life because of that so much that I want to do and accomplish and that there'll never be enough time to do that. Uh, but with that being said, um, you know, I think the, the version of me in 2018 wasn't the same. The, the, the air of confidence that I protrude and, I, and that I showcase to everybody now in these days far exceeds anything in 2018. In 2018, I felt like I felt like that younger guy breaking in, you know what I mean? And then this year, in the last few years, I would say since then, I feel like if you've ever seen me, you know that the confidence level has, has risen uh, by a high quality amount. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. not even the same individual. Um, I think it's being put in there in pressure cooker matches. I think it's the idea of, you know, having no expectations. That's, that's stuff that not, there's no one in the world that's going to be a bigger detriment to me 
than myself. You know what I mean? I'm always going to be my biggest critic. I'm always going to go out there and rip myself apart. And I'm certainly going to be the one that, um, you know, decides in my head if, if, I'm, if I have what it takes to, to win the Super 8 this year. Uh, you know, you're talking about Ricky Morton as like a dream opponent. Is there anybody kind of in that field that you look at and think like, man, like this is who I got to worry about? I, again, going back to what I said, I don't, I don't, as from a physical standpoint, I feel great. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Wrestling, we all wrestle with injuries, so it's not like something new about like, hey, you know, either my ankle's messed up or my shoulder. You know what I mean? Like, we all wrestle with injuries. I don't believe there's anyone in this in wrestling these days that um, that will be able to outmatch me. You know, when I'm motivated, you know, and that's where I'm at right now. I'm extremely motivated. Um, the time to be, you know, to half-ass things isn't for this Saturday for Super 8. It's, it's to go full throttle the way you did against Joey Ace, you know what I mean? I'm not, you know, I'll be a little bit more cautious this time as far as, you know, uh, what I decide to do in the ring, but I'll certainly, you know, give everything I have. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, if people will be speaking about me, they will be mentioning my name, they will remember my performance at the 2021 Super 8. Uh, one of the fans wants to know if you're doing any kind of special training heading into this Saturday. Um, you know, a lot of it's more cardio, you know what I mean, more endurance. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, as, as wrestlers we have – pro wrestling cardio is different from any other cardio. You know, you can okay. get on a treadmill for an hour. You can get on a Stairmaster for two hours. Um, you know, I've, I've done kickboxing before, even training kickboxing. Um Pro wrestling uh, cardio, man, is just unlike anything else because there's so many little intricacies of what we do in there to not only make sure that our, our you know, that we don't get blown up, but also to make sure that we have enough, enough energy to continue, you know. And it's, it, it, and I think anybody will tell you if you train in any sport and then come into pro wrestling, you know that pro wrestling training is just such a different, almost unnatural mm-hmm. uh, form of training. And uh, for me, it's just been a lot of, um, you know, uh, drills, you know, just drills. Uh, I mean, there's, there's too many styles, different ways to do drills, but I think for me, it's just been a lot of drills and, uh, you know, just getting my endurance up, man. I, I don't want to be one of those guys that, you know, I'm hot, match one, and match two, I'm dead. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. Like, I'm, I'm dying here, and I need to come out round three if I'm able to get through round two with an oxygen tank, you know. That's not the way I, I envision these things. Well, is it as difficult as it sounds to wrestle three matches as opposed to one or two? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, because, you know, if it was back-to-back, it's not that bad. But what I've seen from my experiments mm. experience is – you get that burst of energy, and you're, you know, ready to go. And then, you know, even after the match, you're, you're hype. Like, let's go, let's go. I want to, you know, I want to fight again. You know, I want to go out there again. But then when you cool down, that sucks. Because now your whole body is pretty much just cooled down, and it's like starting over, not even from ground zero, it's from like negative 50. You know what I mean? And that's, to me, the hardest thing from a physical and an almost mental aspect of any tournament is the waiting. You know, you're waiting for that second sure, round. Sure. You're, waiting. Right. you're kind of praying that you, the way it, me mentally, I'm praying that I'm the last seed in the first round 
And then that way, a second, you know, yeah. time wait between the rounds. You know, I, I think that's that's not skill based. That's just you know, that's the luck of the draw. Well, sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, now I saw uh, online that uh, Christopher Daniels, uh, ECWA legend, and uh, certainly a Hall of Famer just about anywhere. He said some really cool stuff about ECWA and, and Super 8 and what it meant to his career. Uh, do you ever kind of sit back and look at that kind of stuff and just like, like, is that a pinch me thing for you that you're getting to do this with the Super 8 again? Absolutely, man. Um, you know, I, I, to say that losing in 2018 was a huge disappointment to myself and many people uh, is an understatement, you know what I mean? Like, to me, I was like, yeah. this fit, you know? To me, I was like, I had worked so hard, and it went from a guy that wasn't even considered uh, when I first started ECWA in 2017 uh, to work, like, literally working my ass off from, like, wrestling for, you know, uh, for, for little to no money to going in there and building myself up to finally getting the opportunity to wrestle in the Super parade. And, you know, I, I get it. It's more of a mental thing, but I always think about it. Like, how many more chances in this life am I going to have sure. to be great, you know? And, you know, as we progress, I don't like saying aging, but as we progress in age, I start to think about that. You know, I go, there's only, especially in our wrestling industry, you know, it, it, you just never know. And I always feel like, man, like, this, could be, this, all, this all could be over tomorrow, you know? And I always say, like, I, I, I always feel that any time I get in there, I have to put the pressure on myself to be, like, great, you know. And sometimes I don't hit the mark the way I want to. But um, I think, you know, going into this weekend, my thought process is, like, Mike, there's only so many chop shots. There's only so many chances sure, that sure. you have left. And that might not be the case, but I have to put that sense of urgency in my head because if I don't, I'll get lazy and I will defeat myself. Not not Matt McCowski, you know, um, not you know, not Killian McMurphy, not the new Fielder, and not the, you know, not Ricky Morton, uh, you know, none of the other guys, uh, not Ben Sullivan. None of those guys will defeat me. Uh, I'm gonna defeat myself. If this, you know what I mean? Like I will have mentally, physically defeated myself. Um, and I'm not saying it's as a like a bullshit, like you know like, swerve to anybody who's like, oh, well, this guy's, you know, a sore loser or whatever. No, man, I, I any time that I've come up short, it's because of me. It's my, it's because I've defeated myself. And I think a lot of people do that, you know. I'm, I think I'm not in the, a rare situation where that has happened. Now, um, this being the 25th year of the Super 8 tournament, obviously huge significance, uh, just the historic aspect of it. And, and and from where you came from, Mike, I mean, obviously being a huge wrestling fan, what did Super 8 mean for you even before you got into wrestling? Did, was it something that you knew about? Going back to what Christopher Daniels said, that said and I'm yeah. respect to him, he's one of the guys that competed in the tournament numerous times. Uh, but to me, like, I look at guys like that, you know what I mean? As, a, as somebody who used to open those PWI magazines, and look and, and just talk about it. We might do like the part of friends, Spiral B can lie. You know, we talk about being down in one day. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, losing Chase Owens and falling, you know what I mean? And it wasn't, you know, yeah, part of me was like, you know, I, I had been disappointed in myself in the loss. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I, to me, I felt like for him, you know, who 
was certainly watching, I felt like that was like, you know, this is, that performance is dedicated to you, man. Like, I wanted you to know that, you know, even though you're not here physically, that this was for you, you know. Um, you know, this year, you know, won't be considered uh, my mom passing last year. I, I, I look at it like that, you know what I mean? Um, I've always been a fan of the Super 8, uh, just dating back to the early days. You know, whether it was Ace Starling or Lance Simon Diamond, the first winner of the ECW Super yeah. 8. Um, you know, Matt Hardy, Billy Kidman, Reckless Youth, Trent Acid, uh, you know, um, there's so many uh, individuals that have competed in this tournament, low-key red, uh, you know, Quiet Storm, Tony Neese, Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, my God, I mean, just a who's who of people, Jerry Lynn, um, Mike Mondo, uh, I mean, there's just so many individuals that compete in this tournament, man, and to be in that same category with those individuals, it's an honor, man. Like, um, there are guys who probably bullshit themselves and saying, like, oh, you know, like, I'm better than those guys and whatever. And um, that's not for me to say, you know. Sure. Uh, but I would really say that a lot of those guys, Xavier, God rest his soul, too, you know. Um, Scoot Andrews, you know, another incredible talent. Um, those guys paved the way for the style that we now see. You know what I mean? It's, it's just the Super 8 was – that style of wrestling given to fans once a year, um, you know, when it's full limits um, before anybody else is doing it on a, on a larger scale. Now, uh, winning this tournament, what would that do for your career in your opinion? What, would it enhance it? Would it uh, keep it about the same but just make you more focused? Like, how, how do you look at that? There's only one detrimental thing that's going to keep me from being successful in life, and that's me. You know what I mean? Um, does the winning the tournament make it a bigger ordeal for me in the in the history books of the professional wrestling industry? Absolutely. You're in that same lineage as, you know, Jerry Lynn or, you know, or, or Richard Holiday who won a few years back, you know, um, or, or Lance Noah who won it you know, I guess two years ago, you know, I look at it that way, you know what I mean? Uh, that to be in, in, in the position to be in the same category as some of the greats that have competed in Super 8, that's huge. You know, that's satisfying to me as somebody who wants to leave a legacy in the wrestling industry. It, it's, it's weird because, you know, yeah, money's important, fame is important and all that, but I, after a while, I think to myself, it's like, what do you want to leave behind, you know? And that's that's the legacy, man. I want to be able to look back and say, you know, this is my body of work. This is what I did. So it is incredibly important to me. Will, will it help spring more of my career to something else? I don't know. That's up to the promoters. <laughs> that's up to the <laughs> people who, you know, choose their flavors of the month. You know what I mean? Um, that's, that's what that is. Uh, for me, I, I think it's more of a personal victory and an opportunity to be like, you know what I mean? Like, despite a lot of people being naysayers, um, a lot of people laughing at that 15-year-old kid uh, who started training in 1998, um, I think it, it gives me, like, that sense of everything coming full circle, you know what I mean? And that's that's satisfying to me, man, and, I, and that's why I need to win. These guys, I don't know, you know, as far as, that, you know, a very good pro wrestler. I mean, he has had great opportunity, and he deserves it. Uh, Matt Mikowski, still very new to the game. Ricky Moore's a legend. You know, um, 
Alex Anthony's been around, uh, Dan Sullivan, same thing, still very young. You guys have had opportunities or will be getting, you know. For me, I don't – I have to think to me, myself, mentally, hey, this is your last chance. I have to put that in this because if I don't, I'm I, I'm, I'm going to make a mistake and I'm going to fumble <laughs> and cause me to fail, and I can't. I can't fail, man. I, I put them to the work. I put in. When you see me up there, you'll see, you know, like – my best version, man, and I, I can't. I refuse to like let myself be defeated like that. I don't want to go out like that. Okay, okay. Well, uh, for those who are on YouTube or uh, on Patreon, I'm actually wearing the uh, the there 15th annual. This is the Super Eight from I believe it was 2010. Well, it was 10 years ago, so uh, so 20 so 2011, and that was the one that we're like. Seven out of the eight guys got signed within like two or three months of that tournament. If you think about it, with Tomas, it was Adam Cole, it was Sammy Callahan, it was uh, Rich Swan, it was uh, all these different. Uh, Austin Aries was part of that group as well. He won the TNA title like a couple months after that. Uh, I, I mean, just just to kind of think about um, some of the amazing moments that Super 8 has helped uh, create for people and, and created in and of itself, Mike. Uh, is there, like, a favorite Super 8 moment for you, or is that still to come? Come, uh, you know, I I, uh, I I don't know if there was anything, you know, obviously from my, my standpoint personally, the idea of being in the Super 8 and, you know, getting to face a guy like Chase Owens was, was a huge deal to me just because – I know a lot of people were looking to see me fail and, like, fall on my face and not be able to, you know, compete at a level against Chase, which I certainly believe I did. Um, but, you know, I think for me, it, I always feel that, you know, the best days are ahead. I never want to look back and be like, ah, oh, those are the greatest day of my life. You know, it's so sad when people talk about high school and how, like, these, high school is my favorite time of my life. No, man, like, there's so much more uh, – that's that's coming and I'm 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 just always gonna be hungry, you know what I mean? Like I'm always gonna be, you know, the kind of guy that that when my body and my mind tells me to, that's when it'll be time to go, but that will not be anytime soon. Okay. And um, okay. I uh yeah, I love the fact that, you know, well even looking for the magazines, you know, like the guy like Trent Astor, you know, like God Rest Pistol, you know, he's another guy that, you know, was you know back when I was coming up was like a, you know a huge star you know and had it um, you know watching Jerry Lynn win it you know a few years back was was awesome to me you know what I mean because we're you know I I, I agree to an extent that the Super Eight was always about like the younger unknown talent I I have no problem with the term being switched up I love the idea that Matt Tremont was in the Super Eight last year yeah like yeah. that that was that match. Okay, that match for him and Chris Rockwell was one of my favorite matches in the Super 8, in the Super 8 history. And it's because it was so different from yeah. everything else that had been presented. The Super 8, the high-flying, technical aspect, you know, like uh, scientific wrestling, you know. And to see them break away from that, I, I for me as a fan, I enjoyed it. If I'm going to go with that kind of mentality, I would say that, Matt Schiemann versus Chris Rockwell. <laughs> that was great. And it, it's different. It. It, it definitely is different. Um, one of the fans wanted to know, uh, what, and this might be a sore spot, but one of the fans wanted to know what was more disappointing for you, uh, losing that Super 8 tournament three years ago or uh, losing the World 1 title back in December in that unification match? Uh, 
Um, wow, that's a good one. Um, I, I would say just by a little bit, um, because here's the thing: when I when I was in the 2018 Super Eight, the expectations were like they. I think they purposely put me in there with Chase to make me look bad, to make me look like I was less than, and that I would be that it wouldn't matter. Like, okay, well, this guy, you know, I'm not going to go too into it because it's, like, a lot of backstage bullshit. But um, the point being, like, I think they made it, like, very clear that they wanted me out and that they were going to put me in against the top guy with the idea that, oh, this guy's not going to hang. That's my mentality, and I could be wrong. But that's yeah. what I really believe. Going back to the World 1 uh, ECWA unification uh, title match, I think that hurt me a little bit because – um, I, I, I with Joey Ace, I don't think he's the guy. I know it's gonna get me heated, really? but I don't. Wow. I don't think he's. I I don't. You know what I mean? I don't believe he's. I don't believe he's the guy to carry the company, man. I said it in promos and I said it in interviews before. Like, I just truly believe that. Um, you know, I, so a couple of people have posted like, um, that Joey's the face of EC, ECWA, and I, and I go, I don't think he is. You know what I mean? Um, I believe I am, you know? And I think if you give me another go-around with it, I would certainly prove that, you know? And okay. um, he, I think if he motivated me because, you know, to me I go, if people are starting to believe that, then then that to me just shows that I haven't done my job, you know? And I think that was my disappointment. To me it was disappointing because my mentality was like, I'm going to carry this company. I'm going to be the guy that, you know, it's gonna you know hold big red once again. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I just had things with that title, and I felt that you know, um, had I kept it initially, I think we would have done even bigger things with it. And uh, you know, I, I, I wait a rematch down the line. You know, like that's that's you know, it's all fair. You won. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I can't, I can't debate it. No, but I mean, I, you, you raise some interesting points, and when you talk about like maybe the company wanted you in there against Chase, uh, you know, because they're trying to, I, I forget how you put it, maybe keep you down or something like that. Um, I found it interesting because this isn't actually the second time that you've been announced for the Super 8. This is the third right. time you've been announced. Uh, now, in 2017, you uh, you got taken out the day of the tournament, right, when it's about to start. Um, I, I just feel like for you it's just constantly been – trying to build and dig yourself out of whatever predicament you're in. That's the story of my career, man. That really is. Yeah. Like, um, I, I'm not one to ever go online and, you know, I, I know a lot of guys like, oh, they're sleeping on me and they're doing this and all this bullshit. Like, on this I'll say it because I, I, I know that I've done, I've always maintained myself as a professional I've always done what I've been told. I've always tried to exceed any expectations. Yeah. Um, you know, and there may be certain things that I could have done better. I understand. But I always feel it's always been that case. It's always been like, you know, he's there, but we're going to take it back. And we're not going to give it to him. You know? And it is frustrating, you know, seeing that. I'm not, you know, I'm not bullshitting you there, Brady. I'm not. It, I, I've been around as long as I have. It is frustrating. I came back to full time, you know, to wrestle full time in 2015, and you know, I've always, you know, done the right thing and been about helping the company and everyone and just being a team player and, and just working hard and say, like 
saying less and doing more. But, you know, I think sometimes it gets to the point where it's like, you know, I think dudes and guys and girls two years in should, like, complaining about, like, oh, how come I'm signed or, you know, I, I my body's like, what the hell? Yeah. I've doing this for, for as long as I have. And, you know, and, there's so, and I'm not the only one because I look at people like Holiday, Lofisto, I'm like, what, like, what? You know what I mean? So I, I know there's people within the realm of who have the experience that get called upon, but don't ever get given the the, the opportunities that other people have. You know, and, and yeah. some of them may be me. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, but I I've always said that you know just let me go out there and and do my thing, man. And and if I if I drop the ball, it's on me. But you know, when it's me getting the ball once every two years and then someone getting the ball every few weeks, it's kind of hard to keep a smile on your face. And it's kind of hard to take people seriously when they've only been doing this for two, three years and they're complaining about not getting opportunities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Back when I started, he had a, he had a male VHS with a resume. <laughs> I, you know how many times, do you know how many times I had a message or, or, or sent emails to Jim Kettner? I was trying to get to Super 8. Yeah. I think it was Super 8 against the EPWA like years ago. Years That's ago. Funny. And I, uh, they finally threw a dog a bone in 2017. And then, um, and then that whole thing with the, that Super 8 was kind of, um, obnoxious. That's a long story that I'm not going to get into. I understand. Team, I understand. And that was a year long build with you wanting to be in it. Yeah. Like we we were doing an interview a year before that talking about your passion and drive to be in the 2017 one, so it, it wasn't like a, just a real quick thing that came and went. It was a a long bill, but I, you know I'm I'm not trying to, to to dig up anything. I just thought it was interesting. I just thought it no, was interesting. No, I'm talking, man. It's just, it, um, and it's not like you know we could be here like dissecting that whole mess for like wow. two hours. Yeah, well, listen, I'm over I, it. I, and, and, and I didn't mean to dig up anything there. Uh, but we're looking forward to this Saturday, of course. Uh, you'll be joining Killian McMurphy, Timmy Luretton, Bam Sullivan, Alex Anthony, Matt Mikowski, a very good professional wrestler who won it last year, and uh, Ricky Morton. Uh, Mike, on the way out, because we're up against the commercial break, uh, do you have any words for these guys? Uh, do you have any uh, kind of parting thoughts? Just be ready, boys. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of like, I've been denied too many times, and I think some of it, it may be on my own accord, and I can't anymore, man. Time time is really sticking, and I'm not going to let this opportunity pass me by, man. Like, I will, you know, I, if, I'll do whatever I have. I really will. I'm not, you guys can fight to live another day. I can as well, but I don't see it that way. I see the Super 8 this weekend as, like, the final thing for me, if you know what I mean. And I'm not saying, I'm not alluding to I'm just saying, in my mind, I have to believe that this is it for me. This is the only chance, one last chance to, you know, have greatness, and and I'm going to win it, man. Like, uh, you know, those guys come back two years from now when they're ready. I'm taking it. So I, I like the confidence. Mike, uh, best of luck, and I can't wait to uh, – to see you on Saturday, the uh, Super 8 tournament up there in Morganville, New Jersey. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Take it. care. And uh, we are up against a commercial break. I wasn't lying about that, guys. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in tonight if you guys want to interact with us. I see we got a 
couple guys on the line right now, uh, Malcolm, uh, Justin, a couple other people as well. Uh, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Radio Network, and we'll be right This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. This is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. All right, uh, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Radio Network. 
the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, I should say, recently rebranded. Check out the new website. It's only a prototype, but we're we're filling stuff in as we go, and I, I think it's going to be tremendous. I absolutely can't wait to uh, have this thing going in full force, but be sure to check it out. And uh, if you're missing the old site, you can still go to ZBradyHicks.com. It's right there, and uh, be sure to uh, check that out as well while we're kind of transitioning stuff over. Yes, that was the plan that they announced, and I thought it was stupid. I thought you work on the new site, then when it's ready, you move it over, not you switch it, and then you make all your changes for everybody to see. But, hey, I'm not a web developer, Ray. What do I know? Uh, 914-338-1885. I'm excited to talk about all you to talk well, about all you guys, but I'm excited to talk to you as well. And uh, we've got some topics here we're definitely going to discuss, including uh, Kenny Omega being a uh, uh, across the board three different companies. He's a heavyweight champion now, and we can definitely talk about that tonight. Uh, we'll put all your trash in a bag, and I'll leave it for you on the side of the road. Uh, whatever you guys want to talk about, 914-338-1885. But before we really dive in, Stroud, what do you got going on this week, man? Oh, man. Uh, this Thursday night, 19 Eastern Time, WCW Retro, right here on VXNation.com. And the topic of discussion Thursday night will be the career of the Hands of Stone, Ronnie Garvin. So uh, please uh, tune in for that. That was the nickname and... I gave my college girlfriend. No, I'm only kidding. Ronnie Garvin? You called your college girlfriend Ronnie Garvin? No, I called her Hands of Stone. Oh. (laughs) Actually, it was more like Hands of Cheese Graters. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Stro. (laughs) Friday night on my horror sci-fi show, The Stro Zone, at uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time at facebook.com slash Stro the Maestro. We'll be featuring a a classic uh, from the 50s called I Buried the Living. Nice. So uh, please tune in to that. And, and so my friend, tri- oh, go ahead. Oh, this is so does Triple H. Oh, <laughs> oh, you get this shovel. <laughs> and and uh, this weekend, um, support my uh, friends at Extreme World Wrestling at uh, ExtremeTVOnline.com. They're going to be having uh, their big pay-per-view event at the newly opened Bojangles Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina. So please give them some love. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Two quick things I just wanted to mention. One, uh, I also used to call my ex from college, Kathy. I used to call her rugged as well. So there's there's definitely uh, that. And uh, the other. Brady, where'd you meet this lady at a turkey? At a party, of course. Uh, (laughs) uh, And now I forget what the other thing is. He must have been the bouncer. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I know what the other thing was, uh, the Triple H thing, uh, Ray, you're talking about, you know, I bury people, uh, yeah, the the guy that buries alive people. Uh, well, what, I forget how you put it, but, uh, you know, do you, think, do you think there's a chance when Shelton Benjamin gets released next year that um, they're going to put Charlie Haas in a trash bag and send it to him? Yes. Yeah. I think the other possibility, and I can make this joke because Derek's not here, and I wouldn't want to hurt him. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, the other possibility is that uh, Charlie Haas might be asleep in his bed, and he's going to wake up, and Sheldon Benjamin's head is going to be there. <laughs> well, <Ew. laughs> 
Do you think there's a possibility? And, and I love Charlie Haas, by the way. I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, but do you think there's a possibility that Charlie Haas could show up on one of these WWE Treasures episodes on A&E? Like, they, they open the warehouse, and he's, like, in there, just hanging out? Just, like, just kind of, like, living doing his life. Like, he's that part of the show, but he's Well, like, he's you there. know, he's, he's yeah. tucked away. No, he's tucked away, like, the million-dollar title or Kane's original mask, you know? Oh, he's just, like, he's just, like, up. Kind of, like... Yeah, like the SummerSlam sign that fell down. Like in there, they had that warehouse full of like old stuff. You know, I like the idea that there's lots of like forgotten, forgotten gimmicks and things just sort of stashed away. Like they open up one of the lockers, and you know, they open up lockers, and there's like film from that one episode of Sunday Night Heat that cheerleader Melissa was on. (laughs) Like, like just. Just little things like that. Actually, yeah. I would be down for a whole episode of just ridiculous little things like that. Actually, Kathy Straw, I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, but Bill After put something on his Facebook today, and uh, he was talking about that show in particular, the Lost, I, I forget, what is Lost Treasures or whatever. You know, the thing on A&E. Um, yeah. And so Bill After is going to be on this episode this Sunday. He, they... They actually they actually filmed footage with this WWE team and Jerry Lawler uh, coming down to Actors Alley. <laughs> so oh, I can see that. Check wow. that out. A member of VOC uh, Nation yeah. right there on a right there on a WWE tre- Lost Treasures. I think it's Lost Treasures. Oh, that's awesome. I hope he's wearing an official VOC Nation T-shirt, stylish and comfortable. Well, if I know Bill, he's probably wearing an outdated one wrestling hat that gets him nowhere. All right. Well, you know, that's also a thing you can do. Uh, 914-338-1885. So I'm going to go in the order that you guys called. And uh, actually, I'm going to start with... um, I know, I I literally just blew my cover by saying I'm going to go in the order that you called, and then i got to look at them and decide... I guess I am going to literally go in the order that you guys called. So, uh, Justin and Steve, hang tight. Uh, what's going on, Malcolm? How you doing, brother? Hey, how you doing, Brady? Bye, Steve. I, uh, I'm doing good. Some, I just polished off some bottle caps, and I'm eating some triscuits. Oh, like grandpa, candy? My little boy. Like the candy? Yeah, or you're, are you caps. chewing, like, metal bottle caps? Both. No, they're, they're – um, I used to get them when I was a kid – um, they're called bottle caps, and they come in yeah. cherry, orange, root beer, cola. They're like um, sweet tart, kind of. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Pretty good. I found good that we were. I was with the Adams girlfriend Jessica, and we were out. She took me out there uh, to get some uh, something I needed in the store. She gave me a lift, and uh, they had like these like theater sized bottle caps for a dollar each, about like six or seven or eight of them. And he's been wow. watching on them. And then was I was it six, seven, eight or six hundred seventy eight? Nah, just just six or six or seven or eight. Seven or eight. All boxes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I was thinking about these this candy I had when I was a kid. They don't even make them anymore. But I used to get them after school. Um, I was in fourth grade at Seven Eleven. They were called Razzles, and I, I really Razzle, like Razzles. Razzles. Yeah. Well, they just they were called Razzles, and they were really good. Yeah. You know, like, 
Okay, okay. Malcolm, I was thinking about you. Uh, I was thinking about you the other day because uh, A and E actually did the Roddy Piper documentary, and, and I, it just uh, you know because I know he was your favorite and stuff. I mean, looking back on the career of Roddy Piper, it was absolutely amazing uh, the kind of stuff that this guy got into. Uh, Roddy, man, I'll tell you what, Brady, Roddy was so nice to me. He called me a super fan, and he was always telling me, make sure you um, you stay strong on the Lord, and you keep, you know, he found his Christianity uh, in 86, when he was doing a movie called uh, Body Slam with Tanya Roberts and Dirk Benedict mm-hmm. and Charles Nelson Riley mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. Captain Lou Albano and the Samoan Sika and Arthur, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, Roddy, mm-hmm. yeah, Roddy used to write some really funny stuff where he uh, he wrote on one of my autographs, "I'm the reason Hogan lost all his hair." And then he wrote, Hogan never pinned me. <laughs> Hogan never pinned him. Neither did Mr. T. Neither did yeah. Mr. T. I, Malcolm, yeah. you the, Malcolm, you do the best Roddy Piper impression. You really do. Okay, can I get a Roddy Piper impression? Well, I told Roddy there's only one I really do that's pretty good in him. And I like to say it. it's when he was take. He had the pit on. And I was in Korea. I told Roddy I didn't get to see this when it first came out on Championship Wrestling. But um, Roddy did this did this thing with an Italian wrestler, Frank Williams, and he smarts off to Roddy and he goes, uh, he goes, I'm from a Columbus, Ohio. For, <laughs> yeah, you got, nothing, you got nothing for nobody. Roddy's talking like Italian. I told him I can't do like Roddy did. But I said, I like, he goes, hey, I'm always in that ring and I'm always – and Roddy goes, yeah, but you're a lousy wrestler. I may be a lousy wrestler. You know, and he smarts off to Piper, and Piper beats the crap out of him. And then Roddy and then Vince McMahon goes, that, oh, that, that's terrible. That's, and Piper goes, it's simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. And Roddy, Roddy said, that's pretty good. You almost sound like me. I like, I like, when, you, I like when you go... I do what I want to do. I, I think you're oh, really good yeah. at that. Yeah. That was um, Saturday night's main event was November 1986, and they were in Los Angeles. And Piper was taking on the ace, Cowboy Bob Orton, you know, working with the magnificent Don Morocco and Mr. Fuji. And, Pi- and oh. he wrestled against. Doctors I said, "Take a nice dog name, and a derby hat, and everything." Yeah. <laughs> and the doctors told him, "You know, uh, he's Mean Gene says uh, you wrestled against the doctor's orders, Mister Piper." And Roddy goes, "I do exactly <laughs> what I want to do." <laughs> it's like he goes, "You, Mister Doctor, you, he goes, you tell me, uh, you tell me what to do." He goes, "Why don't you go?" Deliver somebody's baby. I'm nobody's baby. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> the Irish Spring in the background with the whistle. That's awesome. I used to live Irish Spring. <laughs> yeah, Brady, I'm telling you, Roddy Piper. No, that's know, old spice. I'm sorry, that's old spice. My bad. Oh man, the Irish Spring. I just changed it. Roddy, <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. You can't separate Roddy Piper from Hulk Hogan. 
and Hulk Hogan from Roddy Piper. Yeah. It's like breaking up peanut butter and jelly. You know, they they go together so much, whether they're they're against each other Christmas. or they're against each other. Ooh. You know, Ooh. Roddy. Roddy don't, don't worry, Malcolm. Else can't eat. Go ahead. I'm sorry I missed the show Thursday. I wanted to talk about the the Midnight Express. I never met these guys, but I had such respect for them. You know, I I've been busy. Oh, it's okay. No, I I can't. We're talking about Ronnie Garvin this week. Hands of Stone. Um, Brady's old girlfriend. Garvin Stone. Yeah, when he had the feud with. We had the feud with uh, Greg Valentine, and, and he had the. Uh, she get me on the bed, uh, and she just be like, <laughs> the hammer jammer, and uh, yeah. and Garvin had the. Um, uh, he had the hammer jammer, and Valentine mm-hmm. had what a heartbreaker or something around his, around his cat. I talked to Valentine about that. It's like, you know, I said I hope I get to beat Ronnie Garvin because Ronnie. You know, I mean, Ronnie created such great moments in the NWA. I'll never forget the time at the Great American Bash 1988. Just, just one, and, because you got to save some for Wet Thursday. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. you know, this was yeah. so unique, Papastro. Please. You know, uh, Pretty, Dusty please. Rose, it, yeah, Dusty Rose is in there with Barry Windham, and all of a sudden, oh. Ronnie, you know, Dusty's about to put, uh, Barry Windham away and win the United States title back. And uh, Ronnie Garvin comes in there. I guess Gary Hart put him up to it. And he he gave uh, oh. and knocked him out. Barry Windham yeah. and retained his title. Yeah. And then they're in the background. And, what a moment. And uh, you see, yeah, Ronnie Garvin's got this briefcase full of money and he's rubbing it on his chest. I mean, it was so funny. And, uh, but, I think someone knocked out Brady, too. I think he got the Brady. I'm awake. <laughs> oh, he's awake. Yeah, but oh, Brady, Malcolm. I'm telling you. Malcolm. You know, the old school. You know, I thought he said it <laughs> No, no, I said <laughs> the, no, I said the old school was the best. You know, I mean, I I like Taxod Jim Duggan, I like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. You know, they have their wrestling today, but it can't compare to the old days. It just can't. But the the golden days. You're, you're the man, Malcolm. You're the man, Malcolm. Oh, thank you. Well, you are too, Brady. Oh, Mike said to say hello. He's um he's going through some what you call in the religious world trials and tribulations. I mean, I told Mike we're all going through them. What you know, was that? just got a pretty barrel. What the hell? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> no, it's, is that it's a July song, Brady. Is that it's, a mating call? It's a Brady. It's that song. Who let the dog down? Boop. I got you, brother. I got you, brother. Great to talk to you, Malcolm. Uh, tell Mike. So, so Mike's going to call in again soon. You said he's okay. I I don't know. I I don't know. He's he's I don't know. He's bummed out about something. Me. I'm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to be. Hey Brady, when you laugh like that, you yeah. sound like Frank Gorshin when he used to do the Riddler. 
Yeah, let me guess, hey, Malcolm, Malcolm, let me guess. You've, you've just watched Batman on Amazon Prime recently. Oh, yeah, I always watch Batman. I watch an episode a day. Uh, oh, that's I good. Mean, just watch Ray. Ray, I'm telling you, you know, Batman, they had all these TV shows, even the ones from today. But I'm telling you, Batman never had a boring episode. The crazy villains, the car, it was just a fun show. And that's the way TV should be. It should be something that you know you can't do that makes you enjoy it more. You're the man, Malcolm. Much love. Tell Mike I said hi if you talk to Mike. You miss me, guys. He says you got a phone call, Malcolm. (laughs) Love you, brother. (laughs) Love you. He's the man. I love Malcolm. I, I I do, I I do love Malcolm. Uh, well, by the way, <laughs> what did you guys think of the new Ascension that debuted on? Uh, because they they spent so much time trying to ruin the Ascension and get them out of the company, um, and they went ahead and created new ones this week. What was oh, it, Zubaz, Zubaz and Nice or whatever? Zubaz is a Pokemon. Yeah, and Zubaz is Zubaz is the pants that the yeah. Road Warriors used to own. Yeah, <laughs> I had a pair. This nice. They go with a fanny pack. Sorry. When I think fashion forward, I think Brady Hicks. So that doesn't surprise me in the least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. I don't know. Hold on. Let me turn off this hook music. That's uh. Hardly appropriate anymore. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, all right, well, that was something. That, that was, a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But sure. wait, there's more. But but we're going to hold oh, off. Right? We're, we're going to get them all, don't You know what worry. that means. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Rat Boy left because he had to get his milk? 107-11. Yeah. Do you think if Ratboy could lactate himself, he would never buy milk again? I think if Ratboy could lactate himself, we'd have some subscriber content for the Patreon. <laughs> well, that would be a premium thing for sure. He just got, yeah. if he comes back with giant breasts on, I'm going to be really disturbed. <laughs> Speaking of disturbed, uh, what's going on, Justin? How you doing, brother? Hey, what's up? Hey, 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 hey you know you don't have to say... Oh, uh, well, speaking of disturbed, well, come on, Justin. I'm not that. I'm no, not I, I was talking about the state. I was singing about the band. I was talking about the band. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You don't like well, them. But, uh, You're more like Miley Ray Cyrus, right? Oh, hell no. I don't, I don't <laughs> even listen to Miley Ray Cyrus. Not even on my... my hands up to play my song. Hey, not not even not even not even my drunkest day. I will listen to my always Cyrus. She is terrible. Not, not even, even not even not even not even on my drunkest day. I will listen to my always Cyrus. She is terrible. Really? She sounds like a man. She I sounds would do like it. a man. She sounds. She, she sounds like she sounds like her old man Billy Ray Cyrus. I'm like, oh my god, how can you listen to this guy who sings "Achy Breaky Heart"? <laughs> Like what the fuck? He break your heart. It's like you, it's like you, like you know, you come in like a wrecking ball, you know. I, 
I am not coming in like a wrecking ball. I'm coming in as uh, yeah, Justin. Justin. You know, you've got my hands up. You're guy. playing my song. The butterflies are flying away. Add in uh, my head like yeah. Wait, yeah, you're singing the goat version. Right, you're singing the goat version, the one where the goats are like, eh. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Yeah, but, uh. Rain is being real. Yeah, but, uh. Ah, nah, I'm not even worried about it, man. I'm not even worried about it. It's all good. I mean, like. Hey, I, hey. What else you got? Hey, if you're. Hey, Show me you're, what you hey, got. Hey, this is me from the last show from a few weeks ago. Hey, if you're gonna be rude, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you I'm just gonna just say what you got. I'm just gonna let it blow out the blow out my ears. But uh No we know you let it blow off. You do it on the show. The whole I say I mean, I don't under I don't understand how WWE changes the name of backlash that we all know. To WWE WrestleMania backlash. I'm like, what are you doing? It's so shitty. It's such a shitty. Bro, I'm with Justin. I think I, I think they should bring back the in your house name. Yeah. No, no, but no, no, but here's here's the thing. I've never, right. I've never, I've never watched a, I've never watched a pay per view after. I watched I watched favorite reviews after WrestleMania, but not one being called WrestleMania Backlash. I'm like, usually but it's called gonna, something else. I was going to ask you that. What do you think? What do you think about it's, their decision? I don't know if you heard this, but this is official. So now every pay per view is going to have WrestleMania. So it's going to be WrestleMania Money in the Bank. It's going to be WrestleMania SummerSlam. It's going to be WrestleMania Night of Champions. So WrestleMania is the name for every show from now on. Yeah, I'm still here. And not only they're going to start using the numbers again, too. So it'll be like WrestleMania 91, SummerSlam. I still I still think with the whole Excellent. name of... Uh, I still think of the name of, like, WrestleMania Backlash. It's like... It's, it's not... It's not the same pay-per-view. It's just like the aftermath mm-hmm. of what happened with WrestleMania, which is not even that good. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Okay, then now you're getting into your mm-hmm. team and you're still mm-hmm. out your ass and you have no way to do it. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they have a right to do it because they own the name. But other than that, your your logic is totally right. But but I say, but but I will say this. But I want but I do want to say something in the real quick. Hey, sure. Hey. Hey, I will, I will admit. Hey. Now you say goodbye. <laughs> no, Hi, no, 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 hold on. Hi, the last couple of times, okay. the last couple of times I came on to the show, I've showed, I've, 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 I brought myself out to the worst part of myself since saying, hey, I mean, I, like I said, I hate it. What are you so, saying? But, no, I'm I don't understand. Yeah, there's a, you know, there's a couple times like from the last two months I said I hate throw and I okay. really don't. But in reality, I'm only having fun. And uh, yeah, just like I said, you're just, just like playing a you, persona. Yeah, just like I said to you in the last show, uh, I I have a uh, a personal a personal uh, 
I got you, brother. I got you, brother. Well, listen, we'll be praying for your grandfather, and we'll be praying for you as well. And uh, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I do love I mean, you for what it's worth. I, I, I do. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I tell you this. I mean, I, right. I will tell you this. Me and my grandfather were twice, just like my uncle was, and it's, and it's always been. Justin. Like, Justin, you huh? there? Yeah. I'm you there, Justin? Justin? Uh, we must have lost him, guys. Sorry. I think, the, I think the rock people got him. That was weird. Uh, anyway, so 914-338-1885 is the number to call in tonight. And uh, we really, I, I, I guess the larger overarching topic of the night has been Kenny Omega, right? Mm-hmm. This guy's a huge star, and and winning the Impact title only solidifies that. Uh, I actually want to go to Steve because I, I have a feeling he's going to have a lot to say about this. Uh, what's going on, Steve? It's been a a hot minute since we've talked to you, brother. How you doing? Steve, feeling through the spirit to say this tonight through the dark it falls. Sorry, I had to make a grand entrance. <laughs> okay. I was waiting for the payoff there. Yeah. I just wanted to sing Walker Brothers. Um, I was watching the movie recently. <laughs> uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't even watch I didn't even watch an Omega Rich Swan match yet. I, I need to go back and watch it. I was, kind of, I was trying to catch up a little bit earlier. But yeah, I heard you won the title, so I'm, I'm excited to see what, what's next for Omega and what title he might go after next. Um, it seems I'm like, thinking the cruiserweight title in WWE. That's a good one to go for. I'm kidding. It seems like New Japan is friendly with AEW, so maybe he could collect the belt there. Um, doesn't even have to get WWE title because they have so many, they have so many titles there now. Do you, even do you a, think he's going to defend all these belts, or is he just like collecting them at this point? Like the the mega title he's defended, I guess, once or twice, right? 
Uh, with the Triple A title, are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did see him. I think defend that against Phoenix, I believe, or Laredo Kid. I think it was like yeah, Triple yeah. Mania. That may have been a while back, but um, but he he really hasn't been an active champion for Triple A, mostly because of the pandemic, I assume. Sure. Oh, by the way, uh, um, speaking of Lucha Libre, I just I I sent you a story that I just saw earlier, posted hours ago, but uh, CMLL. This continues their relationship with the ROH, which I thought was pretty interesting. Because uh, okay. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if the Lucha Libre politics kind of gets involved with the relationships with the American companies like AEW and Ring of Honor and uh, New Japan. Because I think I mean maybe to a degree the thing. The thing you have to remember, Steve, is that is that the different Lucha Libre promotions, they're much less it's very political, like within Mexico, like that is so yeah. competitive that like if something's gonna be beneficial to AAA, they're not going to pass on it because like, oh Ring of Honor has this relationship with CMF. That's not how it's gonna work. Like like if something's gonna benefit well, that it's if they think they can get an edge on CMLL by doing something with Ring of Honor, they're going to do it. Well, what I'm saying is AEW has a relationship with AAA. Uh, Ring of Honor had a relationship with CMLL, and CMLL and AAA don't play nice like you're referring to. And then, uh, so I'm wondering if they're mostly up they're mostly like above the belt relationships, though. You know. They're not, uh, and I refer to like you know, like sexually, like above the belt, not like literally the belt. You know, you know what I mean. Like they're just fooling around a little bit. It's not like a real. Yeah. So you 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 know you know it's true. (laughs) You know it's true. I I I did have a question for Stray. Um. Yes, sir. I'm not. I'm sure Strand is already, but uh, what do you think about Steve Mongo Michael? He recently oh, went public yeah. with ALS. Uh, yeah, my prayers are with him, man. I mean, he, he was always really good to me, you know, during our time at WCW together, and uh, I, I just hope he can get the help he needs. Did 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 um did you have a lot of opportunities to uh, to kind of mix it up with him, Stro? Yeah, 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 off and on, and everything, and like he was, was always good to me and everything, and uh, yeah, always, always approachable. So. It, it it was strange to me. Well, not strange, but like you know, he was um very well respected for somebody who kind of came in as an outsider. You know what I mean? Like he I, he obviously had that huge football career, and then kind of came in, and it was like. I, I guess it started with that stint with WWE when he did the thing with Lawrence Taylor, but then like from there, it, like it became so clear that he was like a huge wrestling guy. Yeah, he, he had good rapport with everybody. Sure. Were you surprised he was a horseman? Uh, last one, Stephen. <laughs> I'm just curious. Oh, uh, like, well, I, I know uh, that Rick and Arn, they, they all bought the world of him, and. Um, so it, it didn't surprise me when he eventually became a horseman. Like like that enforcer type of role, you know? Like that, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the big guy. All right, Steve, sorry about that. 
Um, I was hoping Derek was going to be on because the UFC 261 was crazy this weekend. It was like their first uh, UFC show with fans, and like Chris Weidman broke his leg like Anderson Silver did. Yeah, I was going to say, you do not want to tell a fighter to break a leg before their fight, you know? Right. Yeah, don't do that. It was like, my my friend, yeah, well, I had a similar thought, but uh, my friend said it was like an anime arc, because like, uh, Weidman beat Uriah Hall years ago, Uriah Hall retires Anson Silva, and then uh, Hall possibly could retire Weidman with that leg break, you know, unintentionally. It's just like a crazy twist of fate story story arc there. I didn't know you were a um a UFC guy. I had no idea. Uh, I'm very casual. My my I have friends that are, are more into it, but I like to uh, catch it with friends. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Uh, Steve, what did um, you think about um, what did you think about the uh, the trash bag stuff from this week? Did, did you think it was as big of a deal? I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but people are really flipping out about it. Well, I mean, I'm a fan of Mickey James, so maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I can see why she was upset. But it, yeah, I think they're going to package her stuff in something, and I don't know what they could have packaged it in. Maybe a, that's what I mean. But I mean, Amazon maybe, practically sends this stuff in the in the trash bag at this point. I I mean, other women have spoken out, and then I don't want to say anything uh, derogatory to Karina because I don't know him, but I don't want to do either. But uh, it's just interesting. Like I heard some other podcasts say Karina was a scapegoat, and I don't know. It's 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 interesting because it kind of exposed uh, backstage politics, and then like you got people getting fired. So I I said that with yeah. Mickey, but um, it's interesting that multiple women spoke up about it. My my understanding is Carano kind of took the fall for it, but it really had more to do with just the fact that John Laurinaitis doesn't really care for him, and he's kind of back in power. That's what it sounded like to me, anyway. Um, and I know another girl got fired as well, so it could have been maybe she did it under his direction or something. Uh, but I, again, I, I don't think it was like, I don't think that they did it to like trash her, like literally like make a statement or anything. I think that, like you said, that they had to line the box with something. Oh, we don't get any newspaper, so let's use a couple, let's use a trash bag. You know, I don't know. And then also, what was in there? Like, like my parents donate clothes to the Purple Heart every month. It doesn't mean that, like, they think that the clothes are trash. They just put clothes in there because yeah. it's easy to put clothes in a trash bag. I mean, what else could they have mailed to her besides clothes? They they weren't mailing her her Slammy Award for Best Buns, were they? No, Ray has an answer. Ray has an answer. The thing is, like... <laughs> It's the appearance of it. Like, this isn't. Yeah. This isn't your parents donating. This isn't your parents or or like me or my parents, you know, donating to Salvation Army or Anvets, where 
that bag gets put on a truck or taken to the facility, and then it gets opened up, and stuff gets washed and put on shelves or donated directly to people, distributed right. people. You know, you're, you're a multi-million dollar company. If if you if you're going to mail someone's goods back to them, first off, you, you should probably just let them quit after all this. Um, but if you're going to do that, like you can at least spring for like a mailer, put them in a box. But then we, to be fair, bad the optics of that are. To, to be fair, the, the the trash bag came in a box. Yeah. Like, it's not like they just threw a trash bag in her door and be like, here's your stuff. No. It was, Andy, you're like, you're like the kid in class who says, who says, but I didn't get it wrong. I marked every answer. So I marked the right <laughs> answer. And he says, well, yes. But you also marked three ridiculous ones. Like, no, I'm not buying that. Like, I was more like the kid in. I put the trash bag in the box. So that's okay. No, it's fine. <laughs> Well, it came in a box, like I said. You know, <laughs> if, if they came the by, if they came, if, if they threw her Slammy Award in a lawn in a lawn care bag, and slapped a, a Mickey James sticker on the front of it, and 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 threw it at her door, or better yet, if they sent Cedric Cedric Alexander to go deliver the bag, that would be pretty bad. They mailed it to her, right? It was in postage. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one that's... I, I, I don't know. No. No, I've never... Look, I've done some... I have done some dumb things professionally in my life. We all have. But, like, that's... <laughs> When you're putting the trash bag in the box is when the thought should cross your mind, you know, there might be a better way to do this. That, that's when you're... No, no, I'm not buying it. No. No. Now watch, next year's Christmas, next year's Christmas card is going to... He's going to... Everyone else is going to get a nice Christmas card. I'm going to get a Ziploc baggie with a trash bag. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, nice. Rapley's got fake money. Uh, I got a few more. Go find some milk with it. What's that? The the show you were talking about is Most Wanted Treasures. I no, to get I, that yeah, I couldn't there. remember the name of it. Yeah, Bill Apter's going to be on this Sunday, and I'm and Jerry Lola too. They came to like Philly to uh, to record it. So that sounds good. I'll, I'll have to check it out because uh, I saw it. Mick Foley and Kane Undertaker had their own episode, so I'm kind of glad to see that they got some. I, uh, yeah, I haven't gotten time. around to watching one yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check it out after. Um, do, you, do, you, do you think JTG is hanging out at the warehouse somewhere? You think they're gonna do an episode where they find JTG? That would be funny. Like that'd be a good cameo right there. Um, <laughs> they, they just. Catch him red-handed, like trying to uh, grab search or something. I don't know. But um, you mentioned Miley Cyrus in passing. Uh, I'm not 
a huge fan, but I do like the Flaming Lips, and she's kind of like done work with them. I just had to. I wanted to put that out there. She isn't like. Yeah, I'm a big Miley fan. Completely. But I yeah. liked old Miley. Like I liked her on like the Disney Channel. Is that wrong to say? That sounded so wrong right after I said it. But that, <laughs> you know, that's when I liked her. Yeah, you, you party, party in the USA. USA. And I, I'm like flaming lips Beatles covers uh, my way over here. Yeah. But um, oh, meanwhile, we got um, Rapple. He looks like a wrecking ball. I didn't watch SmackDown, but I did see the Aleister Black vignette, and I'm really hopeful that this pays off because I really enjoyed it. He looks like uh, I, I've seen a lot of people compare him to. Joseph Stevens and Far Cry 5. Easy for me to say. But, um, but he's, I saw, I saw other people saying, like, Satanic, David Koresh, and I'm just, like, really looking forward to seeing what he does with it on TV. I, I, I mean, I, I am too. I, um, I know you're a huge fan. I'm just happy they're doing something with him. I really am. Like, that that was a shame. I I mean, it's always a shame to see guys, like, sit on the shelf like that. Like, what they did with Andrade, that's a disgrace. I, I It's a shame. It, it, it It's a shame, and, you know, we could debate the reasons or whatever why why it's like that. But it's like that. And, and they need to stop signing so much talent if they can't utilize what they got. But Alistair Black, I, yeah. I'm all on board with that. I, I, I'm really hoping that he'll uh, that he'll be good. It's funny that um, you mentioned Andrade because I, I remember when Nick Khan uh, was saying that he wants they want to expand to Mexico, and then they I was thinking I was telling Scarlett like they just released Kalisto and Andrade. They couldn't hold on to them and, and use them a little bit more <laughs> before yeah. then. That's stupid. That's stupid. Um. And then uh, we were talking last week about Sin Cara too, like that. Uh, now I I don't blame WWE entirely for Sin Cara, the original Sin Cara, and like what went wrong there. But I, I mean, if you really want to, there have been a lot of Latin stars that have come and gone. Um, I think they're being a little bit nitpicky if they're saying that they really can't help them expand into other markets. How about, the, I was glad to see. how about the one where non-wrestling fans tune in? How about that market? Expand into that one. That'd be a good one. That'd, that'd be a good one to expand into. Yeah. Actually, actually, hold on. Actually, they might be doing that because they just announced that they're going to do an anime. I don't. I don't think it's going to be great, honestly. But I'm kind of. I wish they would. I wish they would do more horror movies and animes. Like they did, you know, Evil, but. I would did love a horror see, story last uh, year. I'd love to see Bray Wyatt have, like, some sort of show, like, Firefly Funhouse show, but it's, like, an anime or, like, an origin. I'd love to see, like, an origin anime of, like, Aleister Black or Bray Wyatt, some dark character, like Undertaker or Kane or whatever. I think that'd be kind of cool. Imagine if they had, imagine if they still had Matt Hardy under contract for that, how amazing that would have been. Oh, yes. Matt Hardy compound anime or show or whatever because they did do the Halloween special. Um, I did want to comment on uh, 
I did see New Japan Strong recently, and uh, they had like a tournament for the USA Cup, and Tom Waller versus Brody King was the finals, and Tom Waller won the uh, Open White Strong title. I thought that was really good. New Japan feels like the most, the biggest company that's closer to MMA, I think, because they got guys like Tom Waller, who I feel like is like a Gaijin Shibata, just winning titles there. I think that's pretty cool. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the Don Taku show next month. I think it's like May 3rd. Uh, I'm not as familiar with that. I gotta gotta get back into it. But uh, yeah, New Japan Strong is the uh, USA show they do on Friday nights. I think Kevin Kelly and uh, Alex Romero or Kozlov, Alex Kozlov, your favorite comedians. Uh, they're doing oh, I used to love Alex. Alex Kozlov, did you say? He He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He does come to Philly and New Japan Strong. Okay. I, I met him a few years, uh, well, God, a long time ago now at a Super 8, many, many years ago, but he's a, he's a very good talent. It always amazed me that he never really caught on anywhere in, in the U.S., other than like a little yeah, like, on impact. I like this team with the Rocky. I like the whole. That's cool. Mad, mad. We'll check that out. Like I, I wish uh, I wish Ilya Dragunov could have faced Alex Kozlov. I think that would have been cool or teamed up because Ilya is so intense. From NXT UK. But um, yeah, I gotta. I've been I've been summoned to possibly review more Japanese wrestling content, so I gotta get back in the loop. And then, like, uh, Noah has a show called The Glory, and KG Mudo is defending his title, so all Japan has a championship carnival tournament. There's a lot going on that I need to... Yeah, you're going to be very busy with that. I, 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 um, I, a lot of times, for, like, PWI, like, I'll find myself having to, like, look back on the year and, like, kind of recap all this Japanese stuff, and it's like, it, it is, uh, it's a lot. You know, they're, sometimes they're sometimes they're wrestling like five, six, seven times in a weekend. There was a very interesting match last year with uh, Go Shizaki, and I don't know if you, I, I may send you the link, but um, yeah, it was versus Fujita, and it was like during COVID era, so there's no fans. They just kind of stood there for like 30 minutes. They moved around a little bit, and then then they really had a match. Like after 30 minutes of stare down and a little mm-hmm. bit of pacing, it was like very interesting. It was like it was kind of like a very long martial arts stare down scene, and then they just okay. had a fight like all over the arena. It was crazy. Like I, I definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, because I think Goshi is like he had that title reign recently, and then he lost to Mudo, and Mudo has kind of been defending it. Oh, they're doing more English content on YouTube, I've been noticing. That's pretty cool. That's um, good. That's what I need, more content to consume. Oh, yeah. I know it's not their fault, but still. You know, I, don't I mean, even, I don't even catch... The 18 hours yeah, of WWE catch. and and 16 hours of AEW yeah. and 5 hours of Impact, yeah, it's not enough. And MLW. Even, yeah, MLW. Environment. And Ring of Honor. Uh, that was interesting. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. Yeah. 
It's very interesting yeah. that uh, Vice picked up uh, MLW and New Japan uh, declined their offer. I thought that was very interesting because uh, I remember the rumors. Yes, they wanted some wrestling. Circulating. Yeah. Do you think it could be a next step for MLW? you think it could be a big thing? I'm hoping. They already have I, I haven't watched MLW in a while. But um, when, I, when, I, when I was watching MLW, it was really good. So it was yeah, it was uh, not filler, I thought. Um, and they had some really cool violent matches on there, too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping MLW can get some momentum, um, the more buzz, because uh, the Dark Side of the Rings documentaries seem to be doing really well, or getting a lot of hype. Coming back uh, soon, right? Yep, season three, I think May 6th, maybe. Very good. Uh, Very good. Well, definitely looking forward to uh, Brian Tillman they're starting with, and then uh, they're going to do a FMW, a Japanese promotion, in the season two, so... Lots of, uh, lots of stuff coming up. Get your DVRs ready. I should be and finishing that by the summer of 2025. So. They're doing Plane Ride from Hell, XPW, <laughs> Luna. That so, I'm excited Luna. about. Plane Ride from Hell. I wish they would do a pay-per-view from the Plane Ride from Hell. Imagine, like, right. Kurt and Brock just, like, flipping each other into the door. <laughs> That might have been. Oh yeah, Kurt and Brock. Yeah, because remember the TNA promo we cut. Um, and they mentioned wrestling Brock at like at the height of the uh, flight that they were in. But, yeah. Um, and wasn't that uh, when I, Kurt Hennig got fired too for the plane ride from hell? I think it was. Maybe. Um. I, I'm kind of glad they're covering Luna because that that means they're going to get Gangrel on there, and uh, I'm a fan of his school is uh, Facebook live streams and then Chris Canyon I'm hoping that they'll cover uh, Raven's block because he was a part of that group so lots of uh, possible interviews that could be uh, used would be pretty interesting good stuff good stuff uh, Steve listen uh, we're going to let you go because I, I think we're uh, yep we're just about out of time for this week. We're actually cutting it off a little early because of other commitments. But it was great to talk to you. I, I hope to God that you call back again soon. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I can catch another episode. Cool. Thanks, brother. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, anyway, guys. I think Ray felt Ray, you awake? Oh, he's there. Okay, he's there. We got one more caller before we go off the air. This should be a good one. Uh, what What's going on, Sora? Three, two, Tora, Tora. All right, no Tora. And for some reason, I was right. I thought that was her music. Okay. Uh, He's banging the bongos. Look at that. I thought that was Tora banging her bongos, but I was wrong. It's Ray. It's Ray. (laughs) Uh, 
So what do you think, Ray? Uh, you have any closing thoughts? I mean, we've discussed a lot tonight. God help this industry we love. Stro, take it away and plug your stuff. It, it does feel. It, I, I gotta say, it does feel like it's the end, doesn't it? Like it. I, nothing feels, at least in terms of like WWE and like AEW. I, I don't know. Like it just feels like there's no direction. Like it feels like in a month this could all be gone. I know it's not. There's contracts and there's a lot of content coming up. But I just the show's yeah, feels said, direction. Everything feels yeah, you, directionless. You said that with all the enthusiasm you should have. All the enthusiasm you show. Uh. <laughs> All right, Stro, what do you got going on for this week, man? I just, oh, actually, just one more time. Wait, okay. hold on one second. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead, Rapley. Oh, we're we're going to get out of here. Yes. I know. I can't. We, uh, yeah, I can't hear you, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm going to mute you. I can't hear you, Rapley. Sorry about that. And it's too late to call in. Uh, what were you saying, Stro? Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Thursday night, uh, hands are still running Garvin discussion on WWE yes. Retro at 19 meters standard time. Uh, com, of course. And then Friday night on my hard sci-fi show, Stro Zone at 12 Eastern standard time, midnight at facebook.com. So let's throw the maestro. The feature will be... I buried the living, so please put in. All right, very cool. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, uh, thank you to Colossal Mike Law for coming on the program tonight. It was a great interview, and I really enjoyed the opportunity to interact with him. I wish him nothing but the best this Saturday, ECWA's 25th annual Super 8 tournament. We're talking Killian McMurphy, Timmy Luretton, Bam Sullivan, Alex Anthony, Matt McCaskey, a very good professional wrestler, Ricky Morton, and of course Mike Law, uh, and that is of course taking place on IWTV. You can check it out if you can't be live there at the Jersey Dugout in Morganville, New Jersey. Tickets and information, ecwawrestling.com. And also on that show, Michio Ulala for the first time, well, not for the first time, but for the first time in a long time, going to be challenging for the heavyweight title of ECWA. That's a legend. Michelle Ulala against Joey Ace this Saturday, May 1st at uh, Morganville, New Jersey. Tickets and information, ecwawrestling.com. And don't forget to check it out on IWTV with your subscription there. Uh, thank you to everybody for uh, checking out the show here tonight. Thank you to the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ever escort. Kathy, Stro, Derek, Ray, Matt. Uh, love you guys all so much. It is truly the highlight of the week. Uh, be sure to check out all the other great stuff on VOCNation.com and, and, of course, on all your favorite uh, podcast apps as well as on YouTube. Don't forget to go to premium.vocnation.com and check out the subscriber tiers for Patreon. Lots of great bonus content on there, and it starts pretty cheap, so I definitely recommend checking it out, including all Bill After stuff, which is up there now, which is pretty amazing. So be sure to check that out. Also, don't forget about the Pro Wrestling Tees store. Just go to vocnation.com and you'll find the Pro Wrestling Tees link right there. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. Everybody, take care. Be good to each other. Love you all very much. 
And we'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Yay! Bye-bye. Goodbye.